0: Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now, the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program is offering bonus content to Fable and Folly Plus supporters, including character creation and how-to-play episodes, plus cast and crew outtakes, All still entirely ad-free. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus.
1: Omniverse.
2: The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program is for mature audiences only. This episode contains violence gore, harsh language, child endangerment and abuse, lore, cannibalism, domestic abuse, murder, misogyny, gaslighting, addiction, and putrescence. Please listen at your own discretion. If you find our Stygian stories simply scintillating, unlock further secrets at patreon.com slash omniverse media and help us fund future series via our Indiegogo campaign at cthulhamystery.com
3: Do you hear that? In the cruel blackness of night, an unknowable evil from beyond time cries out. What dark deeds unfold on the streets of Arkham? And which unwitting souls, innocent or impure, will succumb to the maddening call? The Call
1: of Cthulhu.
2: Yugos Pharmaceutical Company brings you Part 7 of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program Night at Howling House. Tonight's chilling chapter, Nadir.
1: Often a bridesmaid, but never a bride, Edna's case was really a pathetic one. Like every woman, her ambition was to be wed. But instead, at the tragic age of 30, she died. Grotesque and alone. If only she'd tried Yugoth Mouthwash. Her grace, charm, and loveliness would have shone so bright on her wedding day. Don't be like Edna. Never be like Edna. Reach for Yugoth Mouthwash and spare yourself the shame and embarrassment of halitosis. Bad breath. You never know when you have it. And even your close family and friends won't tell you. But the horrible truth is... Your body is covered in germs and bacteria, invisible to the naked eye but festering in every orifice. They'll smell it. They'll taste it on you. And they'll know how disgusting and disgraceful you are. Future husbands and scientists agree. Natural odors are repugnant and must be cleansed. Fortunately, there's Yugoth mouthwash to aid humankind's ascent above base creatures. And, once you're enraptured in marital bliss... Stay that way by adding the gentle germicide of Yugoth mouthwash to your feminine hygiene routine to render you odorless, inoffensive, and pristine on your wedding night. Purify your body beyond reproach with the antiseptic power of Yugoth mouthwash and never
3: be shunned again. Trapped in the basement of Howling House, the children discovered a hidden room and within it the horrendous secrets of this godforsaken place. This was never a happy home. It's a prison for a demon, a demon that first wore the skin of a man named William, and now wears the skin of a gray cat. The supposed witch, Evelyn Barnaker, is but one in a long line of victims, stretching back centuries. However, she managed to imprison the Mephistophelian monster who married her, dooming them both to an eternity of accursed hunger. Now, the Northwood siblings, Joey and Dirt, armed with iron and fire seal themselves to descend into the darkest depths of this damned domicile.
4: See? It's like some kind of drain. And we heard singing coming out of it.
5: We have to go down there? We've been running away, but maybe it's time we head towards the crazy stuff help me get this thing off
4: all right one two, two three, three. Ah! I shine my flashlight down the hole do I see anything
5: the sides are slick bare earth but one of the sides has rough-hewn handholds it's 10 feet down to a muddy bottom and there's a tunnel that looks like it has about five feet of height to it Mama, yeah. y- your mama's down there
6: Mama- We shouldn't go down there.
4: We have to, Chelsea. Why? (laughs) Where else are we supposed to go? What else are we supposed to do?
6: I I don't know. Everyone has died, Tommy. And we're going to die
4: too. No, we're not. And and maybe we know something that they did. Look. I I put one of the horseshoes in her hands. What is this? An iron horseshoe. Not just that. It's a lucky horseshoe. One that Charlie might wear. And and you think about that luck. I left Charlie upstairs. No, you didn't. But, But I- Charlie is right here. And I put my finger right on her heart. This is a magic horseshoe. You've made it this far, right? You and me together. Mom and Pop are watching over us and we're gonna get out of this together, okay? Okay. I hold the other horseshoe tight in my hand. Who's going first?
6: I'll go. Dirt, are you sure? It's a dirty hole, so that's normal for me.
4: Well, sure, I guess so. Just be careful.
6: Okay, I'm gonna climb down with the torch in my m- Oh, gonna my mouth. Gonna my mouth.
5: As you descend, Woods shines the flashlight from above down onto you. And when your feet touch the bottom, they sink a couple of inches into the muddy floor.
6: Oh. Oh.
5: Aside from the corpses, this is the worst thing you've smelled all night.
6: I work on a farm.
5: Oh, it's far worse than that. This mud is basically sewage.
6: I inhale as deeply as possible so I can try to get used to it. <sighs> It's still bad. It didn't help. <laughs> uh, I, I guess we follow
4: We follow afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> so we follow them down.
5: The lot of you make your way down into this subterranean cavern.
4: How dark is it down here?
5: Except for your flashlight and Dirt's torch, it's entirely dark. Like cave dark? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Just okay. stay close. All right,
4: I guess we just have to press
6: on. This is a really bad idea. I I start walking down the tunnel. Everyone, stay close. Watch
4: out for anything. You've got to be prepared.
6: We got this. Whatever this is,
3: we got this.
5: As you make your way around this slightly curving tunnel, you see further around the bend, flickering. Maybe of candlelight? As you turn around the bend, you hear a voice call out.
7: Run away, little ones. Oh, shit!
6: I'm so... I'm so hungry. Let me just... Let me just see you or or taste you. Please. I turn to the bat on Chelsea's shoulder and I ask, Is that your mother? Mother! Okay, well, there's a mother feast up ahead, so that sounds pleasant.
4: Yeah, it sounds pleasant, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take uh, it out, dirt. Uh,
6: God, I, I take
4: my horseshoe, and I've got it, like, in my hand. Like, it's like brass, brass knuckles, like, ready to go. Got the
5: chains going around my wrists. Wish somebody would. Let's go. Don't
2: be afraid, children. Come
6: now.
2: She's been waiting so long to see
6: you. Damn you, William you?
4: there's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere, nowhere else to else go. To so so that's, well, no, I'm gonna slowly no make, to go. make
6: my way forward, like like inch by inch.
4: I reach back and I and I and I grab onto Chelsea's hand as, as as hard as I possibly can.
5: Before you, the cavern opens up into a much larger area. The muck dips into a shallow pool of water, a couple of inches deep. There's something pale in the mud, raking against your footfalls. It's bones. Piles of small, yellowed bones. The bones of children all around you. Everyone, make a power check.
4: I got a 47 out of 65.
5: I got a 100 out of 60. Absolute fail.
6: I got a 16 out of 75. Yeah, I got a 90 out of 40.
4: Go Team Northwood.
5: (laughs) In the torchlight you see that the pile of bones only gets bigger the closer you get. But then woods... Your flashlight catches something, an alcove in the cavern wall. Your beam traces the edge and then falls across the body of your grandmother. She's smeared with blood and mud. She looks like she's been dragged down here. There's recognition in her eyes as she lifts her head and she sees you.
6: Grandma! Tommy, where am I? (laughs) What is this place? Grandma! Where? Tommy, what? What are you talking about?
5: Chelsea, you see it now. That is not your meemaw. Oh, no. This must be Evelyn Barnaker. But this isn't the woman from the photograph at all. It's a hunched creature shrieking in the flashlight beam. Her skin is viscous, lumpy, translucent, and pale. White with purple and blue splotches. Her two long arms hold herself Hiding her face behind long black hair.
6: I'm sorry. 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 sorry. Baby, Baby, come to
7: me,
5: babies.
6: Grandma, that's not me, Mom. Tommy.
5: As your brother lurches forward through the muck, Evelyn's head bobs up, and you see her eyes, beads of white in pools of black, her mouth. Opens Four sizes too big, with teeth encircling it like a lampreys. And now you see her belly. It's bulbous and distended as though pregnant. Within the transparent membrane of her taut skin, there's something, yellow and horrendous, undulating and moving beneath.
4: (coughs) What the hell, Chelsea? We have to save Grandma,
6: Chelsea. We have to save Grandma. Grandma?
5: Dirt. You see her now. It's your mother. She's standing in a warm golden light.
6: My baby boy. My sweet baby.
5: She kneels and puts her arms out to hold you. Mother? Yes. Mother. Joey, you weren't sure what you were looking at for a moment. But it's your mother. She's hurt really bad. Her leg is bent the wrong way and there's blood. It's like she must have fallen down here.
8: Uh. Ma? Joey,
6: is that you? Mama! Uh, I'm hurt. Uh, I was trying to find you. Mama!
5: Everyone make a sanity roll.
6: I failed. I failed too. Definitely failed. I rolled a 28.
5: Everyone who failed, you lose D6 plus one sanity. Chelsea, you lose 1D3.
6: I I lost two. I lost three.
5: Did anyone lose more than four. I lost five. I also lost five.
4: Joey!
5: You see rats leap at your mother, clawing at her face. She can hardly move with her busted leg, and she can't defend herself. Joey, The choices you've made, the trouble you've caused. What have
7: I, what have I done?
5: This is all your fault. She loves you, and now look.
4: Mama, I'm coming! I'm gonna twirl this chain around and beat those rats off of her!
5: Charging ahead, carelessly like that. That's what got you into this mess. It's a low ceiling, and as you lurch forward, you smack right into a stony lump, knocking you out cold. You land in the mud and bones. Woods, your grandmother looks awful. You've got to get her out of here. It looks like she's maybe tied up and you go for her to try to free her from her imprisonment.
6: Grandma! Grandma, we have to save her! Chelsea, come help me! Come help me! Grandma's tied up! Don't! It's a monster! Don't go! No, Chelsea, Don't come! go! No. I stick my feet in the ground, and I latch on him, and I will not let him move!
5: Chelsea, make a strength check. I fail. You dig in as best you can in the muddy water, but you can't get a grip. You're not strong enough, and your brother just drags you. Your feet dig troughs through the bones and shit on the floor as Woods pulls you closer and closer to this salivating creature.
6: Come on, Chelsea, it's Grandma! We have to save Grandma! It's not Grandma, grandma. It's a monster! It's Grandma! Can't you see her? You have to save her, come on, Chelsea! You're an idiot, it's not Grandma! You were an idiot to bring us here! You were an idiot to take your Scoutmaster's knife! Dumb, you're dumb! That's not Grandma!
5: Dirt, you see this happening, but it's not his grandma, it's your mother. You have no idea what he's talking about.
6: Is your grandma my mom? That's okay. She'll hug everyone just the same. She's real nice. Come to mama, baby. Let me hold you. Let my love keep you so, so warm. I'm running. I'm running towards her. You run towards her? With open arms. Okay. I mean, one of them has a torch, but you know what I mean?
5: (laughs) Okay, Woods, fortunately for you, you are being slowed by your sister's protestations and her violent attempts to stop you.
6: It's not me, Ma, Tommy! Please, stop!
5: The cat circles around her, looking on gleefully, his eyes flashing a as Merrick Sheen. <laughs> Come
4: to mother, children. Give her a kiss.
5: Please, don't. Dirt runs past you both. Mother! His torch drops into the water and goes out.
6: Mommy!
5: <laughs> At last, Dirt. Your mother's arms are around you. Oh. You feel so loved, oh. so warm.
6: My sweet baby.
5: It's like you've always imagined.
6: Finally. I love you so, so much.
5: But you see it, Chelsea. This creature lifts Dirt's tiny body from the ground, oh. effortlessly oh, holding him perfect. into the air like I and imagined. greedily. Oh, mother, shoves we'll him into forever. her mouth, Ugh. head first.
2: I don't
7: want to. Oh, please.
5: Her neck bulges, ballooning uh. and contorting around his body as it disappears into her. I'm fine. You take 10 points of damage, Derek.
6: Yeah, no, I'm. What's negative 7 mean?
5: It means that you've never felt such comfort in your life. It's like being wrapped in rapturous flame. Nothing and no one can hurt you now. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. A sacrifice to Urgot, sating Evelyn's torturous hunger and extending her torment. No longer a boy with dreams, but nourishment to a horrific god. Your essence, mm. unmade and remade.
2: What oh, sweet baby! Oh my god!
6: What? She ain't dead. She ain't dead. Why would you understand? We have to
7: get out of here!
6: We have to kill her! Kill Grandma? I'm going to knuckle him in the face with one of the horseshoes! Ah! Josie, what are you doing? Oh my god! What is that thing? That's not Grandma!
4: That's like Where's Joey? Where's Joey? We have to get Joey! We have to get Joey! He's got the chains!
5: Joey is unconscious in the water half sprawled out across a pile of bones.
4: I run back, I run back to go get Joey. Joey, Joey, wake up, Uh, wake
6: up! Oh my god. We need you. What's going on? What's going on, man? Joey, Joey, wake
4: up. All right, all right. Joey, that's not grandma. Ma! That's not your mother. That's not anyone's anything. Look at that thing!
5: Oh
7: my
4: god, what the fuck is that thing? I don't know, but we have to kill it! Oh! It's up to us!
5: Oh. Run, children,
4: please! Oh, now where will they ever run to? Besides, you've grown so weak, my love. You need a decent meal. No!
7: Stop!
6: She's just a terrible conversationalist. It's the same nagging over and over. Look at
3: that little one, Chelsea. Think of how her plump little leg meats will go jump, jump in your maw. How good she'll feel
4: asphyxiating in your guts.
7: Kill you!
5: It's coming.
4: Behold, children, the miracle of life. Here got sweet madness gone to sea. One more bastard for mommy and daddy.
5: She always wanted a big family. Evelyn's stretched face contorts, and she scrabbles to her feet, waddling forward into the water towards you. Behind her, there's a nest of rat creatures who scatter to all sides. The sickly yellow green shapes in her abdomen churn, and an ooze spills from between her legs. There's a squealing, and suddenly something flops out of her with a splash. Oh my god, oh, what is that? Oh. It's one of those rat creatures. It looks up from the water at you with Dirt's face. And it flees off into the darkness.
0: Oh, that is fucked up. That is not happening to
6: me. Was that shit Dirt? Was that that is that Dirt? Dirt is a bat.
4: No! No! god! No. Okay. No. I, I won't be thing! Not gonna I be can't arresting. Can't be! Not
5: today! Oh, let's go! I'm gonna lash out with the chains. Make a fight check. I got forty-five out of eighty to fight. Evelyn is hunched back against the ceiling as she lumbers towards you. You're much faster, Joey, and your chains slap against her weird flesh. It bubbles where you struck, leaving marks immediately, like acid on a mucous membrane. She recoils. Ah!
7: Ah! Do it! Please! End me! I can't stop!
6: I turn to my bat friend. Will you? Will you attack her?
7: Mama! Please! Mama! But
6: but they're going to hurt us! I'm scared, too. I hold on to my horseshoe tight.
5: Pretty slow moving, so take a bonus die.
4: I'm not even close, 79.
5: Try the bonus die.
4: I made it!
6: Barely.
5: (laughs) 1d4 damage. One. You hit her with a horseshoe as hard as you can on her belly, but it's a glancing blow. (gasps) It leaves a red mark on her, but she seems mostly unharmed.
7: Please, please come into me.
4: I back off.
5: Make a power check
4: i definitely pass. 35 out of 65.
5: Not quite half. Okay.
4: Uh, But uh, but, uh, but I could spend luck. I could spend luck to get it down to half. Do you want to? Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Three points.
5: Good thing because Evelyn locks eyes with you.
7: Don't look. Please don't look.
5: And you almost get lost in her hideous visage for a moment before you turn away from her.
3: Such a brave little boy.
5: There's some kind of terrible power being wielded against you, Woods, and it almost had you. Joey. What was that? Don't look at her face, man. Oh my god. Don't look at her face. I gotta attack her again. I gotta attack her again. 69 out of 80. So I jump, hit her in the back of the head with the chains. Roll for damage. Two damage. You crack her in the back of the head with the chains. She stumbles forward some and lets out this Ah! guttural growl.
6: I need you inside. Not gonna do it. Not today. Not today. Not tomorrow. No.
4: Not ever. Not my time. Why fight it, lads. You will die here.
3: You're next, pal.
5: Chelsea, she turns to you.
4: (sighs) Hey, don't you look at her. I'm gonna stand between her and Chelsea.
5: Evelyn begins plotting towards you, Woods. (sighs) Scout
4: is trustworthy, loyal, helpful. Friendly. Courteous. Kind. Obedient. Cheerful. Thrifty. Brave. Clean. And reverent. The scout is trustworthy. Loyal. Helpful. Courteous. Kind. Obedient. Cheerful. Thrifty. 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 I'm gonna use the scout's law. I'm gonna be thrifty. And courteous. And and I'm gonna offer myself up to her. And I will hide. I'm gonna hide my horseshoe behind my back.
5: Be a pal for me, buds.
4: I rolled a six. I nailed it. Mother, I I just can't do this anymore. I offer myself unto you. You are I I I I am I'm too weak. You're right. I give up. Are you crazy? I what give are you up. Doing? And I have I just can't do this anymore. Dude. My face is slashed. My ankles My ankle is 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 wrecked. I Woods, are you out of your fucking mind? I'm so tired, I just can't do this anymore. Brother, no! Please just take me into your embrace. Oh, good boy. Sweet boy.
5: Evelyn Barnaker shambles over to you. Quickly, hungrily. She grips you tightly as she lifts you. Make a gym class roll with a bonus die. Seven. (laughs) As she pulls you towards her mouth with the hand you've had hidden behind your back, you pull out the horseshoe and hurl it into her gaping maw. She doesn't notice it at first, and then screams. A horrible scream. Vomiting. Blood. And gore all over you. Oh, God. As she drops you into the water, all around... The rat creatures scream. Chelsea! She has forgotten her hunger. It's all maddening pain. Evelyn plunges one of her arms into her own abdomen and starts frantically ripping open her own body, trying to pull out the horseshoe. She's spooling lengths of intestine and inhuman organs from her body until suddenly she realizes what she's done and stumbles backwards into the pile of bones she looks at you woods and howls there's a sound inside her convulsing form like fish wetly flapping like something inside her meat receding and then she goes still
4: Oh my God. Whoa! Oh, and I run over oh to Joey and I, and, I, and I hold her close and I just and I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry that I'm so, so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I, I pull Joe and Joey jo- over here, and we're just like in the, the, the filth and the, the, the dead rat creatures, and, and like just like celebrating the death of this disgusting and horrible thing.
5: The cave is silent. William the cat is gone and the rat creatures have all scampered away your bat friend remains latched onto young chelsea's back
6: i I guess so
4: did you just say out you know a way
6: out
5: it points into the darkened corner beyond this open area and says
4: Yeah. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's get out of here. I want to go home. Let's go. And we just slowly trudge our way, just holding onto each other and arm in arm and go towards where the bat thing pointed.
5: You find a narrow offshoot to the cavern. It's slick and muddy, but it leads up. The bat thing leaps from Chelsea's shoulder and scampers ahead, calling for you to follow. It's a rocky scramble through dirt oh, and darkness until the passage ends at some kind of a wooden trapdoor above
0: it. Oh boy.
5: It takes some combined effort from the lot of you to push it, as it seems like it's been covered over with dirt.
4: Okay, you ready? Alright, alright. All right. On the count of three. One. Two. Three. <laughs>
5: As you clamber up from this hatchway, up above you, what you see is moldy wooden slats, the bottom of the porch out in front of the house. There's not a lot of room up here, only a couple of feet, but you're able to crawl your way out from underneath the porch.
7: Oh! oh my God, we're outside! Oh! Oh!
5: Let's we'll get out of here as fast oh as we God. can.
6: Set it on fire.
5: I do have my lighter. Set it on fire, Joey. Do it for dirt. Chelsea and Woods, you gather dead weeds and debris for kindling. As for something more formidable, there's a decrepit porch swing split down the middle. I smashed the damn porch swing, and we set this place alight. The flames from Joey's lighter hungrily take to the kindling. It's slow at first, but the splintered wood catches, and this time, it doesn't go out. Oh, dirt. This one's for you. The fire dances up the walls of the house and surrounds the posts of the porch.
4: Come on, let's get out of here.
5: The three of you watch from the distance of a nearby hilltop as the darkness of the Barnaker house is consumed in a golden light. It's a funeral pyre to Dirt, to Roger, to Donna Briggs and the countless other lives taken there. Here ends the cycle of the children of Arkham being preyed upon and of Evelyn's unspeakable torture. Eventually, the fire department arrives, but all that remains for them is a burning husk of a long abandoned house.
4: Wait till everybody hears about this on Monday. Hold up, no one is hearing about this ever. You hear me? I wasn't
5: here. We weren't here. There's bodies in that house, bodies. And you know Roger's family is loaded, that's trouble. We weren't here,
4: man. In fact, we've got to come up with an alibi. We, we've we got to get to a hospital. With my bat friend? Oh, heck no, Chelsea, we can't keep that. But he's our friend. Go, friend, be free. Into the night!
5: This is fucked up, man.
4: It's not fucked up! <gasps> Chelsea Northwood, you did not just say that cuss word! I don't even know what that means! Well, it's, it's very bad. It's a very bad word. My childhood ended that night. One last thing eaten up by Howling House. But, of course, we were the lucky ones. As soon as they found Ace Simmons' burned body, the cops were all over. Fortunately, Roger's reputation preceded him. Ace had been drinking and he'd been loud about his delinquent brother, so that's where the blame went. There was a manhunt, but no one ever found him. Joey and I cooked up an alibi that put us elsewhere in the town that night. The story was that Chelsea and I got lost in French Hill and got held up at knife point. That's where I got this nasty scar, the leg wound, and the consequent limp. I told them that Joey stepped in to save the day, got his injuries in the fight, but chased away our mystery assailant, who also was never found. We thought protecting Chelsea would make us heroes. Maybe we'd be in less trouble. We were half right. We were the talk of the schoolyard, but Grandma came down hard on me. I don't think Joey had it any better. But Joey and my relationship was different after that. We always could count on each other. We changed. And only we knew how and why. I never did patch up things with Dorothy Pickett. This part is off the record, mind you.
8: Of course. And no names like we agreed. Just for my own curiosity, though, your Scoutmaster's knife. What happened with all that? If you don't mind, that is.
4: My parents died. I had the Scouts, and then... I endangered my sister's life. Because I didn't uphold my oath as a Scout. I broke... A sacred trust, and I paid for it. I was honest with my scoutmaster about taking his knife, and after that... No formal reprimand happened, but he made it clear to me that I wasn't welcome in Troop 16. I might not be a scout anymore, but I still honor those laws to the letter.
8: And Chelsea... I mean, a little kid holding her own against all of that.
4: Exactly. She was a little kid. She deserves a normal life, and I've seen to it that she gets one, and if I hear that you contacted her... Mm. Do you have any other questions?
8: Did they find the other bodies at the Bonica house?
4: Yeah, but no one dug deep enough to find the children. Their bones are still there. They never identified the murdered vagrant and those rat and bat creatures. They found corpses, but wrote them off as weird raccoons.
8: And your little bat friend?
4: Oh, I chased it off. I mean, we couldn't keep something like that around my grandmother. I mean, it's horrifying. I have no idea where it is. It helped folks believe your story. Miss Featherbottom, this is the first time in nine years that I've told anyone the whole story. You found me, remember? And now you're saying you don't believe me?
8: Hey, I barely believe half the stuff that's happened to me. Doesn't make it any less true.
4: You wanted the folklore of Arkham. This is a first-hand account, and the references I've given you are ironclad.
8: Yeah, you did your research. This is good stuff. All the news clippings and everything. It's just a shame you don't have the scrapbook or those journals. We were trying to stay alive! I get it, kid. I get it. I do. Sistram only prints facts about what we can verify. But we've got uncanny mysteries in the name. Some tall tales are true. I can print the story. I just
4: want to set some things straight, you know? Kids still tell stories about Black Widow Barnaker and, and it wasn't her fault. She tried to stop it. I mean she ate hey, poor dirt, but 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 she sealed that monster up for 50 years. Who knows how much worse it would have been if she hadn't stopped him? He got all those people hung as witches in Salem. Allegedly. I can't make that leap. But he's still out there. It is still out there. William Griggs. William
8: Barnaker, the cat that Demon, we freed him. What about the fire? The efficacy of flame?
4: A couple of weeks afterward, we start seeing it a gray cat in the distance, watching us, following us. Those sick yellow eyes burning in the darkness.
8: You are traumatized kids. It's not like I can't tell the difference, okay?
4: He's out there. I've devoted my life to this. I've been trying to find him, stop him, end him if I could just figure out how.
8: Well look, if you're sure about this, a demon wearing a cat's skin, I know some people who might be able to help.
4: I beg your pardon, Miss Featherbottom, but I've been down that road before. Thanks, but no thanks. I work alone. Just promise me you'll get the word out, and if anybody writes in about that demon or barnaker, anything, you'll let me know.
8: I will. I'll reach out if I've got any follow-up questions drum publishes quarterly. I'll send you a complimentary issue. He is still out there. I hope you're wrong, Mr. Northwood. I sincerely hope you're wrong. Thank you for your time, and take care of yourself.
5: Cherry Featherbottom, journalist of the occult and the unusual, turns her elegantly tailored ensemble and heads off.
4: Hope something comes of that. <clears throat> but there's work to do. After all, a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean. Helpful and reverent.
7: Hunt?
4: That's right, Scout. Time to hunt some demons.
3: So, Thomas Northwood, at 21 years of age, rides out as he has so many times since that fateful night at Howling House, chasing a demon from his childhood, chasing a demon that, in one form or another, has haunted New England for centuries, and haunts it still today. Whether or not he should find his quarry, that's a story for another time, a story that we hope to someday tell. And, with your help, we can. As it stands, the fate of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery program rests entirely with you, dear listener. The crowdfunding campaign for our next season, The Case of the Penumbral Gate, marches onwards towards an unknowable fate. But, with every donation, certainty increases. Head to CthulhuMystery.com slash crowdfund to be transported to our Indiegogo campaign and help ensure our chances of survival. We are here to entertain, delight, and yes, horrify. We hate to burden you by asking for money to do so, but it's the only path forward, friends. Our show is strange. Our production is strange. The people who make it are strange. And unique things have to fight for survival in this rigid human world. To those of you who have contributed, who've become producers of this series, or official members of Sistrum, who've picked up a bag of red herring coins, a terrible secret of Lot X hardcover scenario book, or chanced the whimsy and delight of your own Lot X mystery box, we can't say it enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of this uncanny experiment in morbid merrymaking. Were it not for your support, your enthusiasm, and yes, the gift of your hard-earned dollars, this program would never have existed. It was created at the behest and financial backing of our listeners years ago. Even then, once this audacious production was germinated, it was intended to be a one-and-done production. But it wasn't. With your love, it thrived. It grew beyond its garden confines like a species from an alien land. It sprouted rampant in the fertile soil of your appreciation as it blossomed within our own imaginations as to what it could be. Now, this verdant emerald web of vines and eldritch blooms covers the ground, has crawled up the trees, and has indeed absorbed the gardener's home, inside and out, in a veil of breathing green. Reports of the gardener's whereabouts are unknown. However lush it may have grown, without your nourishment, this peculiar program of mysteries will wither and wilt. A sad fact of small and unconventional productions such as ours. So again, that's CthulhuMystery.com slash crowdfund to go to our Indiegogo page and contribute. Even a couple bucks will see us right. You can turn your coffee and cigarette money into something of lasting brilliance. Hopefully the fine folks at uh, Top Hat Cigarettes and Black Pharaoh Coffee won't mind me saying so, but the fact is, if everyone listening sent a dollar, we'd be able to make our next season. If everyone listening sent five dollars, we'd be well on our way to making three. The campaign ends November 23rd. And, as those of you with keen eyes may have noticed, there is indeed more content related tonight at the Howling House that we would love to make. Just take a peek at our stretch goals for the campaign. Once more, I say it so often I'm told I mumble it in my sleep, head to CthulhuMystery.com crowdfund for details, and to donate to this, dare I say, noble cause. Since this is the last you'll hear of me for some time, allow me to share with you this. We've recorded stories that we love, that we'd love for you to hear, and we're going to do our damnedest to put something out. We'll look at what we've got to work with, run the numbers, And it may take years, but if we are able, we'll fight to tell this story as best we can. And we'll keep our supporters informed along the way. If you are hearing this broadcast after the campaign has wrapped, there are other ways to support the show, such as Patreon. Our community of supporters there help keep the lights on here at WIS and Omniverse, and their financial backing made what you're hearing possible. We've had a lot of new supporters join our ranks during the release of Night at Howling House. And to them, perhaps to you, from all of us here at the station, we'd like to say thank you and welcome. Patronage is a far from one-sided affair. We keep all our supporters up to date on our goings-on, share early releases of our shows and work-in-progress material, as well as offer exclusive series, such as our surprise RPG miniseries, our behind-the-scenes show, Cthulhu Cthomentary, and even raw role-play recordings of in-production and behind-the-scenes full-length Call of Cthulhu games with cast members you know and love. Whatever comes next, be it more mystery program or strange aeons beyond, our patrons are there at the front lines. You can join them at patreon.com slash omniverse media. And, uh, to continue our plant-based metaphor from before... My grandmother used to say that plants grow better if you talk to them. Now, I don't know this to be true, but if you'd like to whisper sweet-nothings our way or become a part of our community during this interim time when the Fate of Mystery program is unknown, you can find the whole Omniverse gang on our Discord server at omniverse.media/discord. Or, for the wallflowers among you, leave us a rating or a review just like a kind soul named Gord Bames did when they gave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and said that Night at Howling House is, quote, an astounding piece of production that truly takes the series to a whole different plane. And Ashwee reviewed us over on Podchaser, paying our crew some truly humbling praise and calling Mystery Program a delightful gift that keeps on giving. Their favorite audio drama for the past three years and that they have yet to find a better, spookier, more fantastic podcast. From our team who poured blood, sweat, tears, and other hitherto unknown precious bodily fluids into this production over many sleepless nights, thank you, Ashwe. Thank you, Gord. And thank you. As with all things, togetherness is the torch that lights the path ahead. Together, we can shine bright and burn a hole. Through the darkness. We've been on a tremendous journey together. It's safe to say that we've all changed. I'm sure you can imagine the challenges of Joey, Chelsea, and Woods attempting to return to their lives, seeing what they've seen, enduring what they've endured. And then there's poor little Dirt. Perhaps his terrible fate was a mercy, but I know this much. The world is a less kind place without him. It's fitting then that we close with this song by Jasmine Cassette, a heartrending tune called You Can Never Go Home Again. Jasmine is a musician from Nashville, Tennessee, whose body of work is a tapestry of tones and vivid poetry. From You Drive, her collaboration with Makeup and Vanity Set, fusing the latter's technological proclivities with Cassette's sophisticated folk stylings, to Tuxedo her rollicking album with the band Keish Night, and all across her solo releases. You Can Never Go Home Again comes from her second record, Quiet Machine, which is produced by Jordan Lenning, a name you may remember from his own song, A Walking Picture, earlier in this series. These two incredible musical forces frequently collaborate, including Miss Cassette's latest singles, the show-stopping, Have You Met Me Yet, and heart-aching, I Will Never Let You Go From Me. Each song worthy of their own spotlight here in the proximity of the call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, but none so appropriate to this sobering moment in the story as the one we are about to play. For all those who've been shattered, who've stepped through doorways through which they can never retread, who grieve places and people they can never return to, I hope that the passage of time grants you respite. Take it from this old voice in the box. Time does heal, and it can pleasantly surprise. It's worth it to stick around and see what comes next. But the old saying is true. As Jasmine Cassette will now hauntingly illustrate, you can never go home again. Though we might not be able to return from whence we came, I do hope that we'll have the opportunity to meet again when the stars are right. From WIS and the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, I bid you all a fond good night.
7: After the flood, we had.
2: Thanks for listening to The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. This series is recorded and produced in Central Florida and Nashville, Tennessee, on lands stolen from their indigenous people, the Timucua and Seminole, and Yuchi, Chickasaw, Shawnee, and Cherokee, respectively. Acknowledgement of the first peoples of these lands and the lasting repercussions of colonization is just the beginning of the restorative work that is necessary. Through awareness, we can prompt allyship, action, and ultimately, decolonization. For links to aid indigenous efforts, and to learn more about the First Nations of the land where you live, visit CthulhuMystery.com slash land back. If you enjoy this podcast broadcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And be sure to subscribe to our series via your favorite podcast player to get all the latest episodes. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of listeners like you and our incredible team of Patreon producers. Joe Tank thiodele Miona MK86, Sean Hutchinson, Sean T. Redd, Josh King, Patrick Webster, and Chris Cohen. And our executive Patreon producers, Big Bad Shadow Man, Marcus Larson, Jamieson Malone, and Becky Scott-Fairley. Join the team at patreon.com slash omniverse media. Episode 7, Nadir, was written and performed by Luke Stram, Kat Blackard, Chris LeBrain, Amanda Bruno, Brandon Gerson, and Colin Peterson, with additional scripting and story editing by Kat Blackard and performances by Allison Grauer, Lehman Kessler, Cynthia Beckett, Ebony Ellington, and Nikki Hollins. Editing and mastering is by executive producers Colin Peterson and Kat Blackard. It's produced by John Sebastian Laval, and Jessica Mudd is associate producer. Our original score is composed and performed by Ryan McQuinn and Mike McQuinn of Neon Dolphin. Home for all your custom music needs and more, neondolphinmusic.com. The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program is proudly played using Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition. Night at Howling House is based on The Dare, a scenario by Kevin Ross with revisions by Brett Kramer, published by Sentinel Hill Press. For full episode credits, transcripts, as well as character sheets and other supplemental material, visit CthulhuMystery.com. All characters appearing are fictitious, and any resemblances to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This has been the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Good night.
1: Omniverse.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
5: Hey there, we're DM2GM. I'm your DM from Dungeons & Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from The End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And because a lot of these hurdles are just in their head. So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts. Or visit DM2GM.com. dm to GM. Get your game started.